was just another ordinary, dull, and boring semester at Worley High. Attention, faculty and students. This is Mr. Dante, your principal. The classrooms were in disorder. As of today, you're suspended. Relationships <laughs> were impossible. Not until your grades improve. And the teachers were insane. But this year was going to be different. What are you... Someone was going to teach a lesson no one would forget, ever. By the way, Frankenstein's staring at you. Get shocked every day he was in the hospital. Every single day. How could they do that to him? I like you, Paula. I really do. Leave Paula and me alone. Are you telling me the truth? I'm trying. What is this? Survival class? Please, everyone, stay calm. Kids are missing. A teacher's missing. We stay calm and we'll all be dead. Help! You understand English? Was it a teenager in distress or a murderer in disguise? Please don't kill me. I'm the only teacher that you'll remember. Donovan Leach, Jill Sholin, Brad Pitt. Roddy McDowell, and Martin Mull. On the floor. In this school, you don't die crying. You just die. Get out of the school! Help! Help! Cutting class. The school is closed. Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. This is Charlie Glover. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. And it's week three of a September of school scares. This time around, it's Jill Sholin, Brad Pitt, Donovan Leach, Roddy McDowell, and Martin Mull in Rospo Pollenberg's 1989 horror comedy Cutting Class. Not a favorite among horror devotees or fanaticists, but it's one of my favorites um, and has been for a number of years. And um, Charlie yeah, has just mine too. I loved it. it. I saw time. it when I was when it came out. <laughs> I was like eleven or twelve, and it, I've liked it ever since. I liked it before I knew who Brad Pitt was. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into that, but 
I would like to quickly get the plugs out of the way. So I want to encourage everybody to check out my books in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle editions on Amazon.com by going to the Amazon app, typing in Brandon Ford. There you'll also find my author page, which you can follow in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. I also have several titles on Audible, which you can easily pull up by typing in Brandon Ford into the Audible app. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. I'm on both Twitter and Facebook at Brandon Ford. You can follow Tony. No, fucked up. I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. You can also follow Tony on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear um if you have any questions comments concerns critiques suggestions recommendations feel free to email me to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com please don't forget to check out the official blind rage podcast facebook page to like and subscribe Last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. Charlie, what do you want to plug? I am a writer of supernatural fiction. You can find me on Facebook. I have some projects in the works that should be appearing later on this year, so you can just check me out at Charlie Glover on Facebook, and uh, you can find me through... uh, Brandon's, I'm the guy, as he always says, it looks like Sean William Scott in his better days. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> and uh, just keep in, tra- keep in touch. You can friend me and I'll keep you up to date with what I have coming out. There you go. So, um, have you guys seen anything recently, Charlie? How about you? Yeah, I saw um, a couple of horror movies. An older one, Darkness Falls. Um, that oh, was okay. that was all right. Oh, with the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah, and I think I saw it when it first came out, and I saw this movie Sliver with Daniel Harris, where the serial killer like takes his piano wire and cuts the girl's heads off, and he goes after Daniel Harris and lives to regret that one. She gets what? she gets better of it. It's really good. Is it new? No, it's, I was Slither. like two thousand, maybe thirteen. It's within ten or eleven years. I don't know that one. Who else is in it? Um, Jay. That's about that that I can. Oh, um, yeah, that's all I can remember that's in it as far as leading roles. I don't know any of the other. It was actors. good though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I always like her. It was good. I mean, it was yeah, better than a lot of, of those uh, low-budget horror movies, and it was based on a book by Brian Harper, and he's a pretty good suspense writer. Mm. I have to check that out. I love Daniel Harris. The guy that Anything played else? the killer was creepy. He's like creepy old guy. He's pretty scary. Oh. And then, wait a minute, Spoiler Brian Austin. No, I think it was Brian Austin <laughs> Green. Or, no, it was Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien played the oh. cop that investigated. So, we. He was the other famous person. Yeah. Tony, how about you? Uh, well, I've seen a few movies of late, but the, <laughs> the only ones that came to mind is um, uh, I watched a documentary called Downfall, which was about the. Uh, 
the Boeing 737 Supermax. And uh, horror-related, horror I revisited uh, Hellraiser after many years of not watching that and uh, really enjoyed it. Mm. Oh, cool. When I watched it the first time, I was a bit young to appreciate it <laughs> past uh, having hands over my eyes. <laughs> Whereas this time around, it was a good, it was a good watch. Nice. So you missed all the homoeroticism the first time. Well, um, uh, I although I, uh, I feel that uh, rewatching it, I kind of had memories of finding Frank quite attractive, even at, at a young age. Like he was sort of getting the tingle in my jingles. Frank, who played him? Frank, the guy that played the <laughs> bad guy, when he had Dirty skin. Harry. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, the guy that played the dad. Oh, is that him? Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have you not seen Hellraiser? Um, I haven't. I've never seen the first one all the way through. Oh. No, the only one that I saw from front to back is the third one. How are you gonna watch all those shitty okay. sequels and not watch the original? Three is not that bad. The one with um, Craig Schaefer was pretty good once they started going directly to video. Bloodline's pretty good. Yeah. You're the first person I've ever heard say Bloodline. Bloodline is awesome. They do like half of it in the past where the guy invents a puzzle box, and there's one in the present where they've like built a whole building that's like a puzzle box, and then there's one in the future. And so they have him up in outer space, and they built a puzzle box out of a spaceship. It's pretty cool. Mm. Got some pretty good gore scenes in it too. There is yeah. a uh, the guy who wrote the uh, the screenplay. I can't remember his name, uh, but they they fucked with it so much, uh, and he wasn't too happy with it. Uh, but yeah. They he published his original his original screenplay. The bloodline. So you can check that. Yeah, out. that was mm-hmm. that ended up being an Alan Smithy film because the director oh, really? took his name yeah. off of it. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. who the original director was, but I don't I even. It was pretty good. Yeah. Actually, I recently bought the Hellraiser novella, and I didn't want to pay like fifteen bucks for it in the store because it's only like you know fifteen pages. And I found it. Oh, really? Well, I mean, it's like 120, but it's just like a really short event. And now, you know, but like. <laughs> it's practically. They do thing, it yeah. in like trade paperbacks. So it's like seventeen ninety nine, And it like you used to be able to get it for yeah. like $2 at the used bookstore every day of the week. And, you know, all these years later, I wanted to read it again. But I found it in a series called Night Terrors that George R.R. R. Martin had, uh, had edited. And it's got that okay. and a couple of Robert McCammon stories and a something by Lisa Tuttle. So, mm. anywho, I think Jack Ketchum's in one of them. I think he's in the fourth one. Um, the only thing that I saw, I actually watched it today, was Antlers. Oh, I heard that was and... good. Um, it was, it was good. Uh, it, I, I, the Wendigo really isn't a legend that I know anything about. I've never seen any movies about the Wendigo or, or read any stories. So, um, I wasn't very familiar with the lore. Um, but it was interesting. And, um, 
I like Carrie Russell, so it was cool that she was in it. I wasn't I wasn't familiar with any of the other actors, uh, but um, yes, yeah, so she was good. Everybody I thought did a good did a good job, and uh, sounded from the audio description like it was pretty gory. Um, so yeah, just uh, it follows the Wendigo legend. Um, with this uh, little boy whose uh, his father gets bitten by it, and uh, Carrie Russell plays his teacher, and she knows that there's something going wrong at this kid's house, and she thinks that uh, there's some kind of abuse, uh, physical or sexual, and she's familiar because she, she was abused by her father, so she has a special interest in this kid and she wants to know what's going on with them and to help him if she can. And, um, yeah, that's when she discovers that, uh, the Wendigo plays a role in what's going on with this kid. So yeah, it was decent. I would recommend it. It wasn't anything outstanding or anything, but it was, it was good enough. So that's all nice. I got. Um, so should we go and get on to the movie then? I yes, think we should. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. All right. So, all right. It's probably on YouTube if anybody wants to watch along. It is on YouTube. <laughs> all right. So there you go. We're going to begin with the three count. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. We get a banger of a song. You get Wall of Voodoo right at the beginning. Wall of Voodoo, yes. You don't hear Wall of Voodoo much anymore. No. That's back in the day. Most people only know Mexican radio. Yeah. um, He did a version of Ring of... uh, Stan Ridgway did Ring of Fire. Mm. And uh, he did Party Ball. That was a pretty good album. This paper boy looks like Ryan Harding, but I somebody think it said can be. he looks like no. Somebody said he looked exactly like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, that's what I meant. But I said Ryan Harding's a writer. I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've lost my mind. I don't even know what Ryan Harding looks like. I read one short story. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Ryan Reynolds, but he's not listed in the cast. No, that's not Ryan Reynolds. No, no I just say listen, Ryan Reynolds. He's probably a lot younger. Than that back then. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is only in his early 40s. But he's sort of like purposeless, the super boy. Um, I had forgotten Donovan um, Leach was in this. He was good in uh, Gas Food Lodging. You know, he and Ioni Sky are siblings in real life, they're Donovan's kids, the singer. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, Donovan, he says, uh, yeah. they call me Mellow Yellow, all that good shit. Yes. And, um, There's Joe. He and Ioni Sky are in a dollhouse together. Not dollhouse. Um, Gas Food Lodge with Feruza Balk. Drew Barrymore's in that too, right? No, I don't think so. It's just Feruza Balk and Ioni Sky and uh, 
I think Drew Barrymore plays like a. I think she has a tiny part that's like a uh, a drive-through attendant. Oh, okay. That would be cool. Martin 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 I love him as Leon and mm-hmm. Roseanne. Yes, I, was, I always think of him when I see him. And he did a show called Fernwood. And wasn't tonight. he the teacher in Sabrina as well? Yes, yes, he was. Yeah. I just want you to listen carefully, and I want you to promise me three things. Number one. He and Fred Willard did a comedy show called Fernwood Tonight. It was like a talk show, but it was making fun of talk shows. And they'd have okay. like guests on it, like making fun of themselves. Like they had Tom Waits come on one time. You sort of have to catch clips of it on Facebook, though, or YouTube. Was it? Was it like a Jiminy Glick? Is that? Uh, yeah, but long before Jiminy Glick. But yeah. Oh, I love Jiminy. Yeah, he was funny. Um. Yeah, so unfortunately, Jill is not a big fan of this movie. Oh, Jill, really this actress? Yeah, well, Jill Sholin. Yeah, she's, she, um, in an inter- well, I've heard her say this in, uh, in interviews elsewhere, but also on the disc, there's an interview with her and she talks about how she thought that the script was a little too a little too on the nose and that its tone wasn't very even and um it had basically all of the horror tropes just crammed together and she while she said she thought the director was a lovely person Raspo Pollenberg she said that he was very difficult to work with um, because he had he over he over directed the movie is what she said and yeah he had a habit of telling actors how to say the lines which you're not supposed to do um, so Donovan Leach also said something to that effect. Uh, but uh, when you see the... Because uh, Raspo Pollenberg wrote uh, Deliverance, I think, the screenplay, or he worked on it. The, uh, I thought it was like a second unit. Assist, you know, he like did something, I don't know. Director role. Yeah. But the, the crossbow that you see... Uh, Martin Mull gets shot with that's the same one that Burt Reynolds used in Deliverance. Oh, really? Okay. The exact same one? Mm-hmm. The exact same one, yep. That would be a bow and arrow then. Thing I did quite like about the um, pacing of this, like, and even where it went, is that I was expecting it to stay with Lisa, uh, with Jill, <laughs> with Jill, but it went with the dad, and then it just uh, made it seem more interesting for that fact. Yes, the dad scenes are pretty interesting. It's just like out of, well, it's Jill like is out of another movie. Jill's the main mm-hmm. girl, but it does it does go. 
into the stories of the of other characters just spend some time focused on them here and there um, this woman was not watching her child I know yeah, <laughs> <dumbass>. <laughs> okay, every I, every time I see stuff like this where a child misbehaves and then like the parents are all um uh, worried for them. My thought is always, if that if I were to be that child, my mother would yeah, slap what were you, me you straight away. Like both ways. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't we be like, are you okay? It would be a slap across the face. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. So this was... Um, I think Brad's first... Um, major role. I know he was in a movie called Across the Tracks before this one. He was on the track team in high school. I don't know if that was a TV movie or if he played a very large role in it or not, but yeah, so this was one of his his first movies. That was... And I wonder what happened with him. What? He only made a few movies. Mm. I don't think he went into music either. Yeah, Brad Pitt. He only made like one or two, then he quit. I don't know what's up with that. Charlie's being funny. I know. I'm talking about Donovan Leach. He hardly made anything. <laughs> Donovan Leach was on an episode of Sex in the City. And I'm oh. embarrassed that I know that. Do you remember that episode? No. I'm sure Tony I, does. I do, kind of. I saw all the Sex in the City also. He was he was the photographer where he um, he photographed women dressed up as men and Charlotte had a thing for him briefly. Oh, again, she gave her he gave her a bulge. He did. I think it's weird how she yeah. pulls that out. She sees that leaf, little leaf. But yeah. I don't think it never makes a connection between that being the arrow that was one of the arrows that went to the father. Yeah, because uh, the dad walks around with an arrow. Yeah, he walks around in it for a better part of the movie before he finally gets it pulled out. Well, and how Brian was able to follow him and make it to school makes no fucking sense. Because all this is the same day. Yes. Oh, well, he started I, I, hunting early. Did, I didn't like... The reveal. A lot of hunters <laughs> start up at like five in the morning. Well, Brian doesn't even have a car. Well, you see him riding around on a bicycle. It's a motorized bicycle, though. Now Tony's trying to be fine. Yeah, no, it's just being an asshole. <laughs> and, and then, then Brian gets in trouble. Where like the teacher will yell at the guy. The guy yeah. <laughs> The guy that gets victimized. Let me off the rope like that. <laughs> now give me 30. <laughs> One thing I always noticed about this was when the gym teacher ran up to him, it looked like he almost like fucking stepped on his head. What is, what is that actor's very... name? Who? The gym the, teacher. I don't know. He looks familiar. He was in a lot of 80s movies and little parts like that. Hmm. See, he's got his little bicycle with the like little uh, stream, streamers, streamers on, it. on his bicycle. Yeah, he can Jake. make it back from the woods with that with a bow and arrow and not be noticed. 
So I was telling Tony off mic that one of my biggest pet peeves with this movie is the girl right there, that's Paula's friend, Colleen. Nobody knows how to say her name. Everybody calls her Colleen. <laughs> and she looks she looks um a bit long in the tooth. <laughs> to be in high school, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Leach has that uh, Christopher Walken from the Dead Zone look going. <laughs> he makes a lot of ugly faces in this movie. Although one thing I didn't buy was Brad and Jill's relationship. I just felt like they didn't seem like a couple. He's just an asshole, then a nice girl. I saw him yeah. with a redhead more so... <laughs> You think they would be more compatible? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's because of how Jill is dressed throughout. She she's very proper dressed, whereas he seems like very uh, douchey. Well, we're about to see a bit of misogyny come up. Oh yeah. In a minute, when he tells her to get in the car. Get in the car. He's a. He fucking screams in her face. <laughs> because and tells her to roll the nice window. To buy her a hot dog. Roll the window. And she obeys. Yeah, without even questioning. Nah. I mean, barely. Any girl I knew in high school would have been like, who the fuck are you talking to? Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know, know, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Paula's a nice girl. Mm. I keep like I'll just say it like I I have a line in my head from a movie that I can't get out of a woman screaming get in the goddamn car and I just can't remember where it's from. <laughs> mm. Roll up the window. Oh, it's from Dolores Claiborne. That's where it's from. Okay. Mm. That's all. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I went to a hospital. I'm better now. I think Jill really did make uh, a good point when she said that the script was a little too on the nose because it seems like this with Brian saying that he went to a hospital and we know right out of the gate that he's unstable. Yeah. So unstable that he spent some time, he was institutionalized. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious from the very beginning that he's the killer. I can forgive you. Well, yeah, but then that's why he tries to frame Brad Pitt. <laughs> and, and I thought that that crazy teacher is for a minute. Because he was a nut job the math too. Teacher? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was intense. He was pretty unbalanced. And then the way he's like pushing her around later. What were you gonna to say, Tony? Oh no! When we were talking of 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 Mike, how uh, I, my review of it, I sort of said I felt a little bit trolled in that uh, you go into it and you, as an audience, you see the red herring character and you have your sus- suspect character. Hmm? And in this one, it turned out to be the red herring is. The actual killer. You know, the, the guy that they're painting to be the killer is the yeah. killer. Yeah, the most <laughs> yes. obvious one. Yeah. 
That's so weird that he's wearing her father's suit. I know. She says that's weird, but later on, when Donovan Leach puts it on, she doesn't say a word about it. Well, he's sexualizing it. Yeah, Brad. Um, uh, yeah, Brad is. But when Brian puts it on, he just he just needed something to he's wear. He's looking for a disguise. That he having sex with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Take this clothes off, pal. I liked this principal. I, I love Roddy McDowell. Character. <laughs> Roddy McDowell was one of the main reasons. He one had of the main fun in this one. He mm. was one of the main reasons Jill decided to do the movie because she really didn't want to do it. He was because she read the script beforehand, and she kept saying they kept they were going to give her the role outright, and she kept saying no. Um, and her agents, her agents were trying to get her to do it because. They didn't send her out on auditions for any of the really mainstream horror movies like the, the Fridays or Halloween or anything like that. They wanted her to do different kinds of movies. And um, because Roddy McDowell was in it, that and because he was such a legend at the time, she kind of felt like, you know, who am I to turn down a movie that or to think I'm too good for a movie that Roddy McDowell's in. Um, so, and she really downplayed her relationship with, uh, with Brad, because they did date for, um, probably about a year, year and a half. I know they got engaged. The girl that played Jill? But Jill is her name. Hmm. Her name, her character is Paula. But she um, dated Brad Pitt in real life. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they met on they met on this movie, and they dated for about a year and a half, and he they did get engaged. What if he ever told her to get in the car and roll the window up? <laughs> on a hot day. From here, from this scene on, um, Donovan has a cut on his cheek. And it's never it's like explained. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he cut himself shaving or something. Or I don't know. I don't know what it, if it was supposed to be. Maybe he got scratched in the, in the script woods. and it was cut. Mm. I don't know, but it's 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 there and it's pretty obvious. Yeah, especially in and this it wasn't scene there before. It wasn't there at the hot dog giant. Yeah, and it's. It's there the rest. It's there the rest of the movie. So I think that, and that it's not even a bow and arrow scratch because that no. would be vert, uh, horizontal. Well, I mean, he would scratch his face in a branch in the woods, not necessarily with an arrow. Yeah, but he didn't have that when he got back from the woods. What if I come down with rickets or lupus? This guy I thought was from SNL, but it's not him. <laughs> no, dear. <laughs> Well, he looked like an actor that reminded me of a missing it. Roddy McDowell's such a creeper. <laughs> he reminds me of, if you ever saw Carry On series. No. Uh, 
Uh, one of the lead actors with the big nose Sid, I think. Uh, I forget his last name, but <laughs> he would always do the very posh characters. Yeah, he was one of the uh, closeted Hollywood actors of his generation. There's Nancy Fish, who is a character actress who is in a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. This woman. I remember. What? Yeah. Like a young Cloris Leachman. On the floor. She kind of does. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Roddy's acting like he's actually interested. That's so sweet. Well, he keeps scoping her ass. Mr. Dante, you'll see me tomorrow. Oh, he was scoping more than that. Yeah, look. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he and Vincent, he and Vincent Price were secretly a thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I did not know that about Vincent Price. I saw a movie with him. Yeah, in Vincent a, Price was very day. positive. It was called Laura. Oh, thank you, Mr. Dante. And it was a, who Vincent Price? Or was it, or was it Diane? But the guy he he was in it. It wasn't like a Vincent Price movie, but he played the rich boyfriend of a girl that they thought was murdered, but she had just left town and then she came back, and the detective was trying to figure out who killed her friend. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but there is a book. I think I might have told you about this, Tony. But there's a book uh, called Full Service, and um, it was written by this guy who was like 18 or 19 at the time, uh, like in the 50s. And he worked at a gas station, and through these kind of crazy situations he became a gay hustler for Hollywood actors and he would get paid handsomely to go back to their houses for sexual uh, exploits and some of them are three ways um, I'm pretty sure he did have a three way with Ryder McDowell and Vincent Price um, but he named a lot of names in the in the book. A lot of them, uh, I was like, yeah. He name dropped right. people uh, that met and wanted to stay in the closet. Yeah. Uh, huh. Well, they were all uh, dead, well, so it really didn't matter. But yeah, he definitely. He sounds like a good book, though. <laughs> it is. It's, it was good. I liked it. Um, full service. It's called. I forget. I forget the name of the author. Um, but Vincent Price and Roddy McDowell are definitely are his clients, or some of his clients. Kissing you? You should be home studying. Studying. Jill does play this good girl very convincingly, I think. Because she's uh, his pole. She, uh, they are definitely a mixed match. Because she's the good, she's quite sweet. a goody two shoes. She's a goody two shoes. She's kind of like the Laurie Strode. Um, 
her school was very important to her, and uh, Dwight really doesn't give a shit about school, and he's all about getting down, and she's about staying virginal. <laughs> Got the tracksuit. I remember um, I kept waiting for this clue in the... Because I was trying to figure out the ending, and um, when he was when Brad was talking about being in a hospital for breaking his leg, I wanted it to turn out that he was also in a mental institute. <laughs> but that didn't end up happening. Oh, though, no. I kept sort of wanting a twist, but there was no twist. <laughs> no, that's, this movie's not... Everything's all on the surface. It's not that deep. Yeah. This really doesn't make any sense here. The janitor doesn't let him in. All of a sudden, he decides. All of a sudden, he decides he wants to get a math book. Yeah. Score it just establishes the janitor character. Yeah. Didn't she tell him to study? He gives. Yeah, but I didn't really think that he was going to. True. I like how zero fucks the janitor gives. Yeah, <laughs> right now. the movie. <laughs> he, although he does kind of like in that attitude, he reminds me a bit of the one from the Breakfast Club. A little bit. I thought he I was like a Carl the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think was sexy, Brandon? The the janitor in the Breakfast Club. Yeah, that oh, is yeah. John Capella. Sort of like a mobster. He's a great actor. <laughs> I'd smash. He was uh, voted most likely to succeed in the um, Breakfast Club. You know when you, <laughs> they, you show the beginning and they show their uh, high school pictures of the older oh. people? There's one with Carl and he's got all of his hair and he's got a mullet and he's most likely to succeed. And then he became the well, janitor. Brandon's wishing it was his seed that he was sucking. <laughs> Say that again. You were wishing that it was your seed he was sucking. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> well, in 1985. And th- they kind of skip over um, Colleen and Gary getting together. Because when they were at yeah. the hot dog stand, there was just a little bit of flirtation. And now all of a sudden, they're a couple. <laughs> Ice cream Well, she beer. showed him that trick that she could do with the hot dog. She did. And she also arched her back to show her <laughs> boobs, much like Nev Campbell did in The Craft when she got... She uh, came from a pedicure. Yes. Well, I was talking about when she was sprawled out on on the lawn, and her boobs were quite plump. And why the fuck is she wearing it now when she's home? I know. She sleep with that thing? Shower with it? What do you think of Gary, Tony? He's kind of a douchebag. Oh, sorry, Tony. No, I meant if Tony, yeah. he thought it, he was cute. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's not bad looking. He's just kind I of a cipher. I don't know. 
He just doesn't do anything. Yeah, just yeah. Fucking... Like a flock of seagulls. Yeah. It's a very killable character. <laughs> yeah. This part's cute, though, with the books. I just hate that they don't sit in their chairs. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking dangerous. It always makes me nervous. Paula doesn't drink beer, Colleen. <laughs> she sniffs glue. That's right. And there's oh fucking with Brian his fucking with his... streamers on his bike and <laughs> his banana seat. That's all I'm gonna notice now. <laughs> yes. Just gonna have those little uh, things that you put in the spokes where you. <laughs> there's beads. Yeah. Doesn't he have a flag on it too? Ooh. Oh, I love how they like gasp. Didn't you hear that yeah, you can fucking hear the floor cleaner? cleaner. <laughs> the fl yeah. It's like, where the hell did you think that sound was coming from? Clearly, there's somebody's there. So I think he's. It's not really explored or explained or it's spelled out, but I think he's supposed to be a, a Vietnam vet. He's like kind of yeah. Uh, he acts like PTSD. Uh, he's kind of a uh, what do you call it? Just uh, a weirdo. Got some PTSD. Ladies first. <laughs> this seems out of character for voice. Paula. What? Brian Woods. Heard he was a cannibal. Oh, how could he eat another person? With a knife and a fork. Student Brian Woods, age 17, oh. school. And how the fuck did she not yes. see him there? Well, that's the future candidate of the Republican Party. That was my Simpsons reference. <laughs> Anyone did you catch it? No. <laughs> I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. You know this. It's an old episode when Sideshow Bob runs for me. I barely remember. We gotta go. No, we don't. I have a lot more to find out about Mister. I was listening to a podcast when they were doing a review for this once and um in the scene that's coming up in the classroom when colleen gets up and she acts like she's being electrocuted um they're like what the hell was she doing i didn't get it it made no sense it was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. I, I knew exactly what it was. But yeah, you know what she's doing. It like, just wasn't funny. Making fun of her for being shocked. Mm. Yeah, she was making. She was uh, making fun of. Uh, yeah, Bre Brian, Brian for being... going under ECT. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, water. Uh, cooler was uh, glass. 
That was when they had the glass ones. Mm -hmm. Remember in the Goonies? Hope it's not a deposit bottle. <laughs> Good morning, class. Today we're going to study the This guy is seriously unhinged. And, speed. and of course you had to be a math teacher. Over time yes. Equals speed. Because time is space divided by speed. The fuck language is he speaking? No, I don't think that's any questions? Yeah, that. Now, Apparently, he didn't hear that. Yeah. Chicago at seven, heading for Boston. Were you guys good at math in school? No, not really. I was pretty good, but no. Uh, only did it until year eleven. I didn't like it. I'm more English and literature. Yeah. Math used to give me the cold sweats. Look at the answer on your paper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did? Oh god, that was awful. I was actually bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed with it. Um, I remember we were studying Alexander the Great, and I completely fucked up the dates because it was all backwards in BC. <laughs> so, like, I think I wrote down that he died before he, li like, before he was born. I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but during the whole um, end sequence during the chase in the high school, when Brian is finally revealed, another thing that there is no explanation for. And I think this is a little too convenient that they just happen to be on a field trip right where the father went duck hunting. Like in a hunting ground? Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't think people... No. But no, I mean, they don't do catch that. him. They walk right past him. Mm. Well, he um, just steps on him. <laughs> you know, was, I was saying... Um, for some fucking reason, that's never explained. When Brian is chasing them through the school, he's wearing bowling shoes. Oh, okay. Um, oh, what I was going to say in regards to <laughs> the no. reveal is that uh, the father surviving all the way to the end made me think that there was going to be like him saying that Brad Pitt shot him or something, but it was just no. Nah. <laughs> No, you could, were you were waiting. Yeah, for I was that waiting gotcha for a, the penny to drop. But no, yeah, it was yeah, nothing. No. <laughs> no, I told you that's what Jill said. It was everything so on the nose. There was there's it's it's very surf, surface. It's very surface level screenwriting. But aside from that, I thought it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed everyone in it. it wasn't um, I've seen far worse. This black guy. Um, is a character actor, um, Alexander Falk. He is in fucking everything. He's even in Showgirls. This guy? He is who is black guy. Yeah. Who is he's a character actor. He's, he's the cop who gives Nomi uh, her release papers when she gets arrested. Oh, okay. For, um, <laughs> 
He also plays a cop in Slumber Party Massacre 3. Oh, cool. Well, isn't, um, you know, the uh, Chinese concierge at the Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld? Hasn't he been in the most movies ever? Oh, I don't know, but I know I've seen like him in he has, a lot of He's stuff. like in Guinness Records for... Because he just does bit parts, has been in, in so much stuff. Mm. I bet he kisses like a lizard. Mm. <laughs> 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 Is this where there's just a gratuitous boob shot for no reason? Where's the boob shot? Was it? It's not that oh, I know there's a boob. There's a pair of boobs. It just lasts like, for a no second. Reason. Now, I remember <laughs> when my eyes were a bit better, just out of curiosity, because I wanted, not because I wanted to see, but because I wanted to see if she was really, <laughs> if she was really naked under the skirt. But so I did pause I it. She's so. wearing, you could probably see it better in this print, but she's wearing like flesh colored underwear. Yeah. You mean leggings? I remember I was. <laughs> runners uh, I was listening to a podcast with Sarah Silverman where she talks about a movie where she had to be naked and she to prepare she accidentally trimmed too much of her bush and the director came up to her and said oh can you put your leg down because we can see a bit of your lips <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> she was supposed to be sa- shaving in the scene so she had her leg up and was shaving <laughs> oh That's that's not sexy. Can we get sort of sure sexy for the hetero community? Yeah. Charlie, I'm sure Charlie could listen sexy? a bit longer. <laughs> Why does he suddenly fuck up so badly? Is it I just don't know. He just gets an unprovoked fight with the guy, guy. Elbows him in the face. Yeah, that guy was completely out of line. Why he didn't get fouled, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bam! That's right, bitch. <laughs> Take that. That actor does look like he could be his father. Yeah, yeah, he does. What do you think you're doing? You're supposed to use your head, not your fist. Your scholarship just walked out the door. <laughs> See, this parenting you is blew your ride, stuff. you stupid bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it were me, my parents wouldn't even be in the fucking stands. Well, you wouldn't have been playing sports, would you? <laughs> No. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that same condition in high school. <laughs> oh, God. He was pulling on her vagina a little too hard. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it's not curious. This is a nasty man this time. I think this was one of the scenes that was trimmed. 
for the VHS version. Um, it was like a big deal. Really? Um, or they made it out to be a big deal that it was cut or what was cut. But I don't really think a whole hell of a lot was. Um, there might have been just a few frames here and there, but I don't yeah. think that the... And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty positive that this is the uncut version. Because uh, I don't see, I don't think Vinegar Syndrome would put it out if it was cut. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really think that a whole lot was cut. I had a Japanese import DVD of this a long time ago, and on the cover was um, Donovan Leach with the hammer in his head. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And there was another one, because I told you I've been such a fucking long time fan of this movie, I got a UK import that had a better, it had a much better cover. It was, it was just a, a, a long shot of uh, the hall, uh, a high school hallway. It, it looked pretty cool. Um, but at the top, of course, right above the title, it said Brad Pitt. Um, um, and then Lionsgate finally put it out on DVD with his face. Real big on on the cover. Did you have um, auto shop in school? No. no. I wish. We didn't. But um, my mum was saying because uh, we're original, like my parents are from Croatia, and um, at the time it was Yugoslavia, and they were producing the Yugo, and apparently. That car was bought a lot by American schools to dismantle because they were cheap and easy to get under the hood. Yeah, and because they, like, fucking broke down within a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, $3,000 well, cars. They were, <laughs> they were, like, $3,000 cars that broke down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why people block them? I don't, I don't know. know. I never understood that or the Dodge Omni. Remember the time under my dad's car? We took that part out. I think they were a big star in that movie, Drowning Mona. I think that's oh, the that last was time so I saw bad. That. <laughs> that was a classic. I haven't seen that. Oh, I forgot about I, that movie. One of my favorite movies. My favorite movie is Ruthless People, and so I was kind of expecting something. Um, have you, closer to that, but no. Have you ever seen an Australian movie? It's called Welcome to Whoop Whoop. It's done yeah. by the guy that did Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes, it's pretty yeah. crazy. I enjoy it's that pretty one. freaky. It's, it's <laughs> kind of a low-budget movie. A lot of people haven't heard of it. I thought maybe he mm. was more popular in Australia. Uh, not even. I mean, um, uh, I wouldn't say. Yeah, uh, maybe a few, but not many. But um, yeah, it's it's a very outback sense of humor. Uh. A lot of the outback towns, especially like the one that I came from, they're very um, uh, blokey. I call Colleen's mother. They can't find them anywhere. Why? Did you hear? She just called her Colleen. Oh, God. 
<laughs> what is so hard about Colleen? I don't. It's it's not an unusual name at all. Why can't Colleen. anybody say it? Colleen, can't you ever give Dwight a break? Yeah. No, it's not Colleen. It's Colleen. This. Oh. oh. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, motherfucker. What time does it trip? I. Uh oh. Why are you stepping over here? I had a teacher <laughs> scream in my face like that when I was in third grade. Shut up. It's not yeah. fun. No, no, I've had employers screaming at me like that. It's different though. I was I've a yelled at people like that at work too. Yeah. I was a chatterbox and quiet and shut the fuck up. Yeah, I got a spanking from a teacher because I didn't shut up once, and they weren't even supposed to. She just got that piss. It was a second grade. It was back in the eighties. Nobody said it was not. Yeah. That doesn't make it okay, Charlie. It didn't make me stop talking. Maybe for a <laughs> half hour. Maybe until after lunch. Brian was. Come on, let's go. <laughs> My sister had her hair stolen. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I was disrespectful. None of your teachers want you in their classrooms. Who doesn't want me? I've gotten notes from your gym teacher, from your art teacher. He wasn't from your his art teacher. Uncooperative, disruptive. Those are lies. <laughs> he was just creeping in the art class. That wasn't lies. his teacher. Yeah. The dude knocked him off of the line. It wasn't even his fault. And then he stuck up for the same dude that knocked him off the line, Brad Pitt, both times. You believe that the adult Now that scene in the um could be further from the truth. In the fucking take your mind and shape it. Garage is supposed to be where Brian fucks with the brakes. Mm. Which we find out later. So we're supposed to think that Dwight never drove the car all the way up until the end yeah, until the until the final moments. Now do we see him drive the car? Um, well, he does go from place to place to well, place. Well, I mean, yeah, so but he doesn't say how he gets there. He obviously used it. I don't. I sincerely doubt but, he's walking if he's got a convertible. But I mean, at the moment, I don't think he's planning on killing Brad Pitt. I don't think he planned on killing him until they crossed him. Because he wanted him to be friends. Yeah. Although he does start babbling on about killing people in the future. Is that yeah, that was that? so weird. And it made no fucking sense. You goddamn kids. You think you own the place. <laughs> Get off of my floor. <laughs> He's so fucking delusional. He refers to himself as a teacher. I'm the only teacher that you'll remember. Dude, you're the fucking janitor. Calm down. 
Maybe he's using the term teacher as a, like a life teacher. The generic term. Yes, a teachable lesson. Yeah, he's still delusional. Here, we're setting up a red herring. <laughs> See, I never thought it, I never considered him a, a red herring. I didn't either. That's like a teacher. Isn't that creepy music? <laughs> they didn't play him up to be creepy it's enough. It's like boo-hoo, they can't walk across. <laughs> You're gonna do homework. Well, I ain't got no basketball scholarship. Alright, nut job, bye-bye. Go back to crawling around on the floor doing what you were doing. She was right at the door <laughs> at the boys' locker room. You know she could have seen some dick. No, she's at the girls' locker room. locker room. No, she about? walked him. She walked Dwight. Oh, okay. Didn't she walk him to the, to the boys' locker room? I don't think so, because he walked her to the girls. Oh. Unless he walked him there and then he came. Or then, okay, well then switch it around. He could have seen some titty. <laughs> some, some click. We could have seen some clitoris. This isn't funny. For a movie that is so, you better get your. For a movie that is so, paint by numbers, slasher. I really don't even think that line even comes up. No. Although I do wish the the. Photocopier glass would have broken. <laughs> I know. That's a sturdy photocopier. Mmm. It kind of reminds me of the scene in uh, Child's Play 2. Where yeah, the social worker right. gets killed. Wouldn't it be funny if they just started blowing each other? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Make See, up for some love. There were moments like this that I actually <laughs> thought they were. They wouldn't be so pissed at each other. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The Photoshopper so, is still good. Um, Somebody must have set that thing up to take a thousand copies. Mm. Well, yeah, a lot. I mean, it's still running off the copiers. I mean, in the, you, well, you see, you see them getting tossed into the dumpster, and every fucking parent at the uh, yes in the in the auditorium has one. Um, but. Um, Donovan Leach really didn't didn't really pop um, as far as an actor. I think the only movie besides this one that are that he's known for, well, he's probably more known for is The Blob. He was in The Blob with Shawnee Smith. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in Gas Food Lodging. Did he have a big big role in that? Uh, nah, son, no, he was like, 
He worked in his shop. I think it was his aunt's shop, and he would like dress up like the mannequins and stand in the window. Like he was in it a little bit, but it was more of Ioni Sky's. And that was more of an indie movie. movie it was more of like the girls and what they were doing, and he was just Ioni Sky's brother. <laughs> but I remember it was the first thing that I saw him in that I recalled him in. Because I had not recognized him when I watched this. He went off in the helicopter. <laughs> I hate this next bit when the bloodhounds find uh, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, they talk, they talk to him, or the one does. Yeah, but you know, for police dogs, they useless. Then <laughs> they found someone. Well, they were looking for they look they're looking for dead flesh, aren't they? No, but they're trying to find uh, Donovan. No, but I don't. Don't police dogs try to find dead bodies? No, no, no. You can, uh, you know, uh, there's the rescue dogs. There was a famous story about uh, um, during 9-11 when they had all these rescue dogs, they were becoming depressed because they weren't finding any bodies. So their handlers were burying themselves so they could be found and... The dogs were then cheering up. Aww. <laughs> he introduces them like it's a fucking game show or something. Yes. Everyone, stay calm. The police are doing everything they can. Calm. Yes. <laughs> I like how he's not afraid of the math. He just shoves him aside. Because that guy really is a fucking... He really is a weasel, that guy. Now you're gonna throw Brian Woods under the bus after he stood up for you in class. <laughs> Did that ever explain what happened to her mum? No. Okay. Huh? This song reminded me of, um, do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> this little boy really isn't being looked after properly. I know. 
And he's playing with a toy gun that looks oddly. It looks real. It looks like a real gun. Bang. Oh, the shit if you pointed that at me. It, with his parents, it probably was a real gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's big for a toy gun. But toy guns used to look <laughs> real back then. Well, he couldn't. I know. He couldn't even get his finger around. No, nah, he was just holding it like. I used to hold my dad's pistols. When I was little. <laughs> I used to have the toy gun, but it had the orange tip at the end. <laughs> well, you had to pry that shit off. Yeah, man. You can't rob a store with a <laughs> fake gun with an orange tip on it. Now they're all, the whole gun's orange. Sometimes. Mm. Do they even sell toy guns anymore? They used to have the cap guns that were metal. And you got the caps. And they were like that long strip, yes. like a long red yeah. strip. Because you could take them and put them on a block and hit it with a hammer to make a loud ass noise. To be or not to be. Now, ours, they were like six little uh, in a row. Yeah, yeah they, they were for like there were the six. There was like a round thing of six for a six shooter. But then mm. there was one that had like, it was just like a little red um, band of black powder. And you would pull the trigger and it yeah, would just pop, pop, uh, for pop, like pop, the machine pop, guns. Pop. Yeah, yeah. it would just go until that ran out. Brian is in Missouri by now. Please suck. Tomorrow, there will be a memorial service at Holy Baptist. To show our love for so emotional. Was cut down in the line. Cut down in the line of duty. <laughs> yeah, she was working the front lines, baby. Chubby, let's head to states for a few. No problem. Okay. Yeah, Dwight's trying out for drama. Check out my <laughs> for a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to get an acting scholarship. While Tubby was playing the fucking drums. I don't understand what that was. Why he was there. It was to keep his monologue in time. I suppose. Which senior applied his brakes? But nothing happened. He pounded on the pedal, but his foot went to the floor. Why, officer? His brake lines have been cut. 8.29 and 30 seconds. In the Donovan Leach interview that's on the Blu-ray, he said that, um, I guess it was during one of the scenes when, or during the scene when they were in the, uh, swamp area i don't know but they were he and um brad and donovan were friendly while they were making the movie and um i guess they kind of walked off the set and they were near the road and for no apparent reason brad decided to pull his pants down in front of an oncoming car and they called the police and the police came to the set, and one of the um, production assistants 
hidden, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was about well, to Well, he's get... gone full frontal before. Yeah, well, now they paid him As to see he... Brad Pitt drop his pants, but back then they call the police. <laughs> what the hell did he do yes. full frontal in? I didn't see it. Oh, wait a minute. No, I didn't see it. <sighs> it was... It was a name of a... He, he was playing like a rock star. I can only think of Johnny Bravo. But oh, here's the boobs. Ah, uh, yes. What? Where he was playing a rock star? Yeah, it was something like Johnny Bravo, but not that. It was Johnny something. So he did Full Frontal in a movie that There's nobody the only ever boob shot right there. It's like... I think it... Millisecond <laughs> of cleavage. Yes. It was disappointing. Needless. I already put him in the car, but it's just bows and arrows. You can't participate. Oh, God. You can't even pull the arrow all the way that back. That guy kind of reminds me. That gym teacher kind of reminds me of Michael Chiklis. I was about to say the commish. Okay. When he played the commish. I thought he was cute in a weird kind of way when he was younger. Now he's just badass. Yeah, yeah. big blue eyes. He was in um, Shield. He was, he was cute when he would, when he was on Seinfeld. He I forget. Was a lot thinner. I forget he was on Seinfeld. He did a TV movie where he played Curly in the Three Stooges. It was about their lives. Okay. <sighs> See that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You fail gym class, you're a real fuck up, pal. You gotta try to fail gym. <laughs> My when I was in high school, we only had to take gym for like one semester. It was the ninth grade year. We had to take it. We had to take it the full year. Because we had to take it sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. That was like the bane of my life. It was the most miserable experience. You, you, was middle school <laughs> gym. It was yeah, just scarred well, for life. From first to eighth, yeah, you had to take gym every year. But I only had to take gym for one semester, uh, junior year, and the fucking our gym teachers didn't even show up. So. We, I'm literally. He didn't even bother showing up. So, the boys just used to play basketball, and the girls would just sit um, against the wall talking. And guess who I was with? Um, so, and I think it was uh, it was uh, Thursdays was health, um, and I think he showed up infrequently to that too yeah shit teachers <laughs> yeah they didn't some of them just, well some of them really didn't just just didn't give a fuck it was they were electives so <laughs> our drama my drama teacher didn't show up a lot of that. He used to show, he used to be gone for weeks at a time. Really, literally. My drama teacher was a forensics coach for the speech and debate at the high school, and I was on the forensics team. So drama class mostly was just us practicing our pieces for the debates and the um, our acting. 
So like everybody that took like everybody forensics? that took drama thinking that we were gonna do a school play got screwed. You just you were either on the forensics team or you had to watch people practice their forensics pieces. And that was every time I watch this scene, all I could think about is how are her eyes not burning? She got shampoo <laughs> in her hair and hair all over her face. No, she doesn't. Well, she does in a second when she's trying to be dramatic. Um, the hair does go right in her eyes. Help you do what? Help me find the killer. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't kill Mrs. Connacht. I need you to help me find whoever did. I don't believe you. Here, I think it's her. <laughs> And I mean, if it's going to kill her later, why even have this <laughs> back and forth now? It's <laughs> Go on. Anyway. Well, he wants to kill Dwight, too. He wants them both. Because if you don't, it's my word against everyone else's. And he's trying really hard to act here. Kill me. <laughs> kill me if you think I did it. Don't touch me. I think his hair's doing all the acting. <laughs> you probably heard that I killed my father. Yeah. I didn't love him. It's so controversial now um, that she did a nude scene in The Stepfather. Um, but everybody talks about it. That's like one of the go-tos when it's talked about on podcasts or being reviewed. Because her character was supposed to be 16. Um, and it wasn't the first time <laughs> that, you know, an actor who was supposed to be a teenager, who was an adult, um, you know, did a nude scene in a horror movie. But for some reason... The stepfather is usually is one of the big ones that's singled out for having a teenage or an actress playing a teenage girl doing. And she you see almost everything. I mean, nobody mentions uh, Carrie. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, you see fucking like. Oh, she was like twenty five. Yeah. But that whole gym, you know, the locker yeah, there's the whole thing was a naked scene at the beginning. Yeah, there was Bush. Mm. There was full on Bush. Fucking drunk. Hello? Tony, do you have an alcoholic beverage today? <laughs> I 
I've got uh, Drambuie. Oh. oh, nice. The Drambuie, that's pretty stout. <laughs> Dwight sounded crazy. We gotta help him. In, sac- In a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> I already did that once. Tony, I think you have a problem. It's a copy of the murder. <laughs> Look, you could even see part of his hand. I remember being like 10 years old when I first saw this and thinking to myself, um, well, couldn't that have happened when he picked her head up? Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't even Because it's so... It's so obvious. You forget that he picked her head up. But then mm. there was that scene. Well, in you're class. supposed to forget, but I didn't, and I was a little kid when I first. I was thinking because there was a scene in class where they were passing the ring around and the key. I thought he had just held onto the ring. Yeah, yeah. But Dwight was wearing his ring. No, and he because just did it to pull the woman's head off in that one shot. No, because um, no, because the the person he was supposed to pass the key to and the other person he was supposed to pass the ring to, they snatched both out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It was so funny, though, like how confused he looks. It's like, what? What do I do with these? What's this hey, for? This is when he says, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. We're about to come up on the uh, on the famous <laughs> death scene that Eli Roth ripped off for the Thanksgiving the fake oh. Thanksgiving trailer. Oh, that's alright. What? The um getting killed by the flag. The <laughs> yeah, when he puts the flagpole through the uh yeah. through the trampoline. That's the yeah, yeah, that's in the Thanksgiving trailer. Eli uh, Roth. My did. favorite part is when they cut <laughs> the turkey guy's head off and he's still walking around like a turkey with his head cut <laughs> off. And the music was um, from Creepshow. Just music? Okay. No, the, uh, from the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving trailer. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And the fucking janitor went on Toxic Avenger with that mob. Yeah, he did. Now he's got a clean mob. <laughs> I got a clean mob, and I'm coming for you, bitch. Gonna be our last day. <laughs> I feel like bad for the gym because just because he seems so innocent bouncing on the trampoline. <laughs> Why is he even bouncing on the trampoline? He seems childlike. He's yeah, just having a good time. He's finally having some fun. Yeah, blowing off some steam. And because it's like chubby, I see your Brad Pitt like, killed him for this body for shape. To fuck himself. <laughs> I thought it would be better if it gone up his ass. Like when he was doing like a bottom bounce. Uh, oh god, that would be traumatic. <laughs> yeah. That. Like shooting up through the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Paris Hilton's dead scene in the House of Wax. <laughs> yeah. Shot a poker up her ass and it came out of her mouth. Oh, shit. It's 
Somebody's science project escaped. <laughs> Every time there's like um, glass doors, I think. Can't you just smash it? <laughs> so I was glad Is someone later they do. Cola? She did. No. Colleen died like years ago. Colleen Where the died. fuck have you been? Right then. She died she at the pep rally. Died oh, with yeah, her name. Yeah, well, they found Colleen. One more time. Why are you saying it wrong now? Because. Charlie, you know what upsets me? Cullen? <laughs> Don't you start. <laughs> Coiling. See, this is where I thought he was the killer because he starts acting weird. And he's wearing a bow tie, and any man with a bow tie just nerves me anyway. <laughs> yeah, you never never trust the name yeah, of There's some repression tie. going on if you're wearing a bow tie. Something's going on there. Something's mm -hmm. not right. Chris Brown's bow tie after he beat the shit out of Rihanna. There you go. Wearing a, he wouldn't have done that if he had been wearing that bow tie. Well, then how does he know where they are? I don't know. Yeah. Osmosis, I guess. <laughs> Telepathy. Yeah, I don't think it's osmosis. It's, yeah. a dumb way of getting them from room to room it's like obviously he's in the um principal's area so speaking of which i'm surprised Roddy mcdowell didn't get killed man uh did he make it through friday night i guess he did because yes. he was in part two yes I think we're safe in here. Which door? Get it right or die. The train leaves Chicago at eight, heading east. I would have been so fucking dead, I can't even tell you. West, eight. <laughs> and what time do the trains collide? And I thought Paula was supposed to be like a straight A student. How come she doesn't mm. know? You know what he means, don't you? She's totally confused. But how many miles between Chicago and? Yes, yes, set it up. A train leaves Chicago. I bet you there's fucking mathematicians who have seen this movie and be like, okay, this that problem doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I remember there was a um, I think uh, Bonnie McFarlane did a joke about the um, that like gigantic math problem in um, Good Will Hunting, and she was like, um, "He forgot to carry the one." Prepare 
So the whole problem. I'm surprised you didn't, didn't work you out. didn't make the Romy and Michelle reference here. Which one was that? It's, it's like, duh, who wants to be with someone who drives a train? <laughs> yeah. It was always a word problem. <laughs> he should have gotten her to go first. <laughs> I think the, this was trimmed a little bit. Um, but well, when but when he's falling, you can clearly tell he's holding the axe to his face. Yes. Uh-oh. There you go. Oh, yeah, you see those it. bowling shoes? Yeah, he is. You gotta hold that rubber rags. <laughs> you didn't cover the difference in time zones. That's what did him. So how about it? Do you want to go out with me? And he had the time to put up this <laughs> little questionnaire on the chalkboard. <laughs> well, I think because, um, and this this I sound. I can't actually remember how we got to this point. Just <laughs> this sound. This sound cue has been in several movies that I've done commentaries for for the podcast because. I always hear it, and I think it was on one that I did with, um, was a murderer. It wasn't as who was it? As being a or a Must have been Jed. Um, but, um, what was I saying? Oh, um, I think they, uh, were trying to show, uh, because in, in the, in the math, in the scene in the math class, when Dwight didn't know the answer, um, and Brian does, I think that that was supposed to be some foreshadowing here for this scene that he was good at fucking word problems, whatever the fuck. If this is is this algebra, I don't even know. I thought it was a part of physics. Uh, but I reckon we did it in both maths and physics. Jesus the uh, is equal to distance over time. I like you, Paula. If I had, if I, at the beginning of the year, I got my roster and I saw physics, I would cry, literally. <laughs> I never had to take physics. I prefer, <laughs> I preferred physics to chemistry. I, I struggled more with that. Just doing my job. Now this whole this whole thing is just weird. Fucking goofiness. What doctor thought he was okay to leave? One thing that have you ever seen the movie The Uninvited? Yes. No. With uh, 
with the forget her name, but I like her as an actress. The innovative, the uh, Lovecraft from Elizabeth Banks is in it. No, it's a remake of A Tale of Two Sisters. Mm-mm. I don't know if I saw and that. It's got one. Elizabeth Banks and uh, I think Emily Brennan. But anyway, this girl gets released from a psych ward at the beginning, and um, the doctor's like, "I want you to go out and finish what you started," and she ends up killing her stepmother. Mm. It's like, what doctor gives her that advice? <laughs> Well, I was saying before, Donovan <laughs> Leach really does make some ugly faces in this movie, mm-hmm. especially in this when he's when it's about to come up when he's well here, and especially when it says it was just a rock. You didn't show up. You he showed a lot of teeth. You didn't show up on time for class. And what the fuck is this classroom that has a shower in it? It's a science class in case you have to uh, flush your eyes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't have showers. They have, like, fucking You're right, he is wearing bowling shoes. Nice try, though. Mm. Where are you? Where are you up to, Charlie? Have they just run out? What? Oh, on the tape, I wasn't sure if you were uh, lagging behind or if I've gone ahead. Where? Um, right now, they're running. They've yeah, just entered the shop. They're yeah. going through the fence right now, and they're locked. Oh, well, I'm, 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 they're in the uh, hardware area now for me. So. Oh, you're ahead of us. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now they're in the hardware area. <laughs> Oh. Thank God I'm so slow, naturally. <laughs> well, it was only it's close enough. Slow. Yeah. Mm. I've... It's a pretty tame kill scene. It's pretty... Uh, how they, he gets stuck to the back of the grinder. I'm really not, a, like, you know... They turn every machine on. That. I really, I was really never all that into Brad Pitt physically, but I do think he looks really fucking hot when he's got his head in the vice. Oh, oh, oh God! God. I just like the position that he's in, and his, and when he lifts up his arm, and you see he's got like that blonde, yeah, pit hair. And you say you don't like Edward Lee. I think I liked him uh, when he was in a mental asylum in Twelve Months. Yeah. That was a good movie. No, you like did not. Seven was good. Head. No, you didn't. You didn't like that, Tony. No, you didn't. You didn't like what? Twelve Monkeys? <laughs> or Brad Pitt in it? He didn't like him when he looked all... He was all homeless and crazy. Oh, yeah. He, when, he was yeah. pretty crazy in that. He was good. Well, it's... I think it's when he had that long hair. It was... Yeah, he was, was different. Pretty boy He's, He did a different character in that. Because he was yeah. like, I like you know, it's good to see him, Jimmy. Me, me, Joe Black, and uh, fucking seven years into best. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like the scene. I like the scene and can't hardly wait when um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's friends are trying to console her after she broke up with the boyfriend, and um, 
one of them's like, uh, was saying that she's, uh, she's, you're like totally Gwyneth, but with bigger boobs. Uh, and then oh the other God, one says, he, but he's he says, no uh, Brad. Uh, no, the girls. Uh, and the girl, and one girl says, he's no Brad. And the other one goes, yeah, he's not even Brad in 12 Monkeys when he was all, when he, yeah, cross when, when he had that long yeah, hair and he was yeah. all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I can have that bread. Although, did yeah, you, you ever see the movie California with him? And yeah, that was pretty crazy. I did. That was a good one. He was great in that. I liked that movie. I don't remember it. I remember getting that confused with uh, Natural Born Killer. It came out right after, and it was another Juliet Lewis yeah. and Brad Pitt going to Killing Street. But I think it's more his idea, and he's just kind of taking her along. Woody, no, Woody Harrelson was in Natural Born Killers. I know. Yeah. I was talking about in um, the other movie, California. California. Yeah, he, he California, was a Brad and Pitt she was... was taking her along in a killing spree also. Yeah. Yeah, Natural Born Killers is one of the it best. Took, you know, <laughs> he's given her the answer bad. right here. He's dragging him around with yeah. a... You decide his fate, righty-tighty or lefty-loosey. Uh, there you go. The sexiest he's ever been. According to Brandon. Oh, God. The way his arms look. Yeah. And now you can swallow what I give you to swallow. His head's back. Yeah, I like it. I like this position. He's in a very submissive position right here. And I could tug on those sweatpants. He's got like a dildo aimed at his chest. All right, you you always have to take it one step too far. <laughs> it's got that big screw thing aimed at him. I know. It's, it's a drill. They couldn't. And I was gonna do some drilling of my <laughs> you own. You couldn't put it in his okay, ass though. before you came and fucked it up. Oh, and God. now you're ma- now you're fucking it up, Charlie. You're, you're messing with the fantasy here. No, you put like here. a dildo on it instead of like a drill. All right, all right, everybody settle down. See, it'd be a whole different putting up his bum That would have to be the unedited version. The director's My first thought was getting it caught in your bum here. All right, everybody settle. Yeah, don't don't ruin don't ruin Brandon's fantasy. Yes, Brad Pitt vice into it. So you say you're sexier than Don, Brad Pitt in a vice. Donovan Lee really does some <laughs> overacting. He really I don't does. think he really knows how to act. No, he's not. He's not very good. That like I mean, did a full oh. on like. <laughs> we traced him down to three movies, two of which he was a star. What was the other one you said? Sex in the City. Uh, cross. Kiss and what? Mm. Guess food lodging. Um, there you go. The blob. Um, the, the blob. blob. <laughs> he was also in a movie called The In Crowd that was basically. Um, oh, yeah. It was basically hairspray, only it was with the this guy. This is where he gets caught on the. How do you get caught on a grinder as a grinder? You bump into it and you back away. No, I wasn't talking about the in crowd from 2000. It was it was from like 87 or 88, and it it took place in like the 60s. It was it was exactly like hairspray. 
But that was, he was the lead in that one, and it went nowhere. Because <laughs> it was not good. And poor Jill, her hair's all frizzy. Oh my god. You did this she needs a nice in public like that. She needs a nice blowout. And Brad's gonna give it to her. Yeah. He's gonna be rude to yeah. the cop, too. If you've been paying attention, what, <laughs> when I was doing your job for you. Yeah, yeah. If if he gets back, here he comes. That's funny. All he does is amble around in the woods. They probably shot his mm. scenes in a day. <laughs> One day, bad, yeah. Martin Mull. So you get a famous actor in here. They probably just did. so he can say the name of the movie twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cutting class. I don't want you cutting class. He says it again here in a minute. Mm. Yeah, he does. Just just like that, yeah, it's he uses it twice at the beginning glass? and he uses it at the end. Why didn't she get changed? <laughs> just covered in blood. This is the first time that they've shown him drive the car since uh, Frank and there yeah. he is coming down that fight. Such a bullshit. You would have been hunting on that hill. He's in a smarsh. Class, I hope. <laughs> Take care. We killed him for you, Dad. Is he good? Hey. hey. Such yeah. a fun movie. <laughs> I don't, I don't we got a cutting people... class, I hope. I don't know why people shit on this movie. I think it's fun. I like. Yeah, that I was a great terrible. movie. And we get credits with that cool. banger of a song. It had a real soundtrack, unlike some 80s movies. Some of those would be budget horror movies. It was, it was pretty decent. Yeah, this is a good I song. I enjoyed it. Mine was, uh, The Wall of Voodoo was good. Mm -hmm. Who's singing this song? Isn't it Wall of Voodoo? I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm. 
So Tony, thoughts on the movie? Oh, uh, Brad was in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, know. he was. Rebel without a car. And the the movie where he was naked was Johnny Swade. Never even heard Rebel of it. Rebel without a cause. I, I saw it on... It was not a Rebel without a cause. Rebel without a car. Oh, without a car? No, the episode of Freddy's Nightmares. He was oh, in oh okay. That makes sense. He was also Mantog, on uh, in an episode Creepy. of. He was also in an episode of um, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, that was the one that Warren Zevon okay. did the soundtrack. He was a he raced a car and like the girl's dad had been a car racer and he was the sheriff and they had to have the race to the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. It was from uh, Two Fisted Tales, the comic. That's why it wasn't a horror movie, really. I wasn't very good. I thought it was all right. I'm a huge Warren Zevon fan, so anything like he did music for, I would have watched. It was all right. It was better than anything they ever did for season seven of Tales from the Crypt. They should have. Oh, that was awful. They, they should have just <laughs> cut that shit. When they, I mean, they had six good seasons, and then they came back with that three little pigs thing, and then it was like some British. Show. Well, that that was okay. Yeah, that was all right. The, three, it was the, like, the third pig was okay. They made it with British actors to make it low more like they lost their budget or something. It was almost like they took a British mystery well, show and made it tell us from the crypt. Well, season six yep, yep. was going was really. <laughs> They really took a nosedive. It should have. It should have ended at six. It stopped after. It should have. It should have ended at five. After well, five, five but six was passable, the, and six was glorious compared to seven. There were some really good episodes in five, but some of them are also really bad. The, there's like maybe two halfway decent episodes in six. There's nothing. Nothing except for the third pig. Yeah, in seven. There's the thing with the guy that. Uses the carries the heads around in his bowling ball bag. That's about the only one that wasn't all the way awful. I remember that was a that was the first time I saw you and McGregor in anything. Really, and he was in an episode. I blanked out most of that season. It was so terrible. I, I, I don't remember from vampire. when I was a kid, and I don't remember it from when I watched it a couple years ago. Very well. I bought the set. I bought the DVDs just so I can have yeah. all seven. Of I them. had. I rented all seven of them, but like seven would be the one that I wouldn't rewatch. No, not, not unless I was just trying to show somebody how got off. I remember was. when I got. I remember when I first got it. I tried. I was like, okay, this can't be that bad. I was yeah, like, I don't remember. It, it sucked this bad. And I don't. Why is everybody yeah. British? It's worse. Why is it worse. Why is it? Because the other ones had like real stars and they were campy and they were funny and they were violent. I remember when I was a kid, because I was I was so devoted to that show when it first aired on HBO, um, and seeing the ads and them saying that it had moved over to the UK for that season, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was that's disappointing. Bummer. Yeah. I'm just uh, looking up that movie Shiver that you were talking about and it's got uh, Mick from Wolf Creek in it. Oh. Is that the older guy? Yeah, the, the yeah, killer, John yes, Jarrett. Yes, he's a, he's, he's a freak. 
He's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then he actually uh in Australia he used to co-host a children's TV show. Oh wow, that's interesting. Back in the eighties that I used to that I, I grew up on a <laughs> play that's school. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna do Wolf the Wolf Creek movies at some point. Sounds cool. Have you ever heard of um That's not a knife. Last Phases, the werewolf movie? No. It's good. No. It's a, there's an old man and he moves to a nursing home and all of the elderly people are getting picked off. And it's like one of them's a werewolf. And so like he's going blind and he's just really, really old, but he spends his time at night trying to hunt the werewolf and kill it. It's one of the better werewolf okay. movies I've seen in a while. I there really aren't very many good werewolf movies. There's Silver Bullet. That's my favorite. And Thor is pretty good. I think the only werewolf movies that I like are Ginger Snaps and American Werewolf in London. Yeah, Ginger Snaps is awesome. Bad Moon. I like Bad Moon, even though it's really bad. It's Bad Movie. Oh, yeah, Bad Moon. That's the one that um, the book was called Thor. Excuse me. That's the one with Eric Roberts. No. Um, Michael Hemingway. Ma- Meryl Hemingway and Michael Pere. We oh, talked Mary- about Michael Pere. Okay, I confuse Michael Pere and Eric Roberts sometimes because I was wasn't we were talking about uh, Streets of Fire and it's Michael Pere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess you call Michael Pere if you can't get Eric Roberts. I guess. That's, that's your go-to. <laughs> when is Eric Roberts never free? I don't know. I guess so you got to throw Michael Pere a bone every once in a while. Eric Roberts is always fucking free. He did a movie <laughs> that's like such a joke that everybody makes fun of, and it just sounds so bad that I don't even want to... Uh, but it's called A Talking Cat, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Yeah, for real? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, and it's directed, so. it's directed by David Dakota, who did a bunch of little Lene Quigley movies. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the voice of the cat, and supposedly <laughs> he recorded all of his dialogue for the cat in a, like 15 minutes. Damn. And that was all he did for the movie. That's chintzy. Well, looking at his IMDb page, he has got 15 movies that are currently filming. Yeah, he works he a lot. He does a lot of stuff. It's yeah. just some, sometimes he's not the main character. Especially not no. anymore. And a shitload in post-production. But he plays, I mean, he does some good stuff. He did an episode of Justified. He was like a guest actor on it, and he was really good. Okay. It's he and Oscar. He was in uh, Papa Greenwich Village. They took my thumbs, Charlie. Ah. And I think it was in a it was in a famous gay movie, uh maybe called It's My Party. Um I don't, I don't remember that one. I don't know that one. Um, I'm, I'm quite sure it's him, but I'll look it up. <laughs> but it's about a guy that wants who is dying who's uh, got HIV and he would like to euthanize himself. Oh, uh. mm. That's Sad. depressing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well, 
while you're looking that up. Because uh, <laughs> Charlie's got to go out and get some ass. Indeed. So we need to wrap this up. All right. Uh, I had so a good time. So does anybody have any final it thoughts? It was a pleasure. Yeah, it's good to have it you on fun. again. It was fun. Good to talk to you both. Yeah. Um, good to I'm have glad you we back had a really again, good movie. Uh, that was nice. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be allowed to pick I'm, a movie I'm still, for a fucking year after I'm the still bloody, murder, <laughs> bloody murder. I'm still, At least there yes. wasn't three of them. I'm still a little shaky. Yeah, that happened to me at a book club once was... a few years ago. I picked a bad book and they didn't let me pick another book for about seven or eight months. As I, you well, fuck, you, you screwed it up once, you fuck it up. Just... Why don't you pick one of my books? What the fuck? I should. He went <laughs> way too quiet. Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard of you at this book club. It was a long time ago. And the new one. Well, we could. It's hard to get a book in with these ladies. Like, we all pick one book. And that's the one we're doing this year. And I picked the first book in the Longmire series. Did you ever do one of Mark's books? Not for a book club, no. I was about to say, if you're doing Mark's books, you yeah, do, one I do Mark's books. books. Yeah, Mark's books. Well, it's me first. No, I don't know. God damn <laughs> it. And not Splattered Beauty. I write so many of them. I still have a copy of Splattered Beauty. Are you just going to let that one drown? And are you going to do uh, Crystal Bay again? Are you just going to no, let that? You're no. just going to leave those in the past? No. Those are like your, yes. your uh, learning experience books. Well, <laughs> they say you're supposed to shelve your first novel. Well, that's, and um, I kind of wish I did. I published mine under a pen name, and I'm kind of glad I did. And now, now right. the revised version is going to be awesome. Everybody's going to love it. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that in my book club. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. would be painful right. if everybody fucking hated it. And I, <laughs> in the book club, I have to sit there and listen to all of my friends crucify my book. Mm. Oh, well, maybe when you come back, well, you'll... Fingers crossed. I don't see what happened. No, I'm not going to cross my fingers that they're going to hate my book. No, no, that, that, that they like oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they like it. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up, guys. Okay. So I want to mm-hmm. thank I want to thank you, Charlie, for coming back. It's right. been a pleasure. Thank you, Brandon. And Tony, it's always a pleasure. And um, we're going to continue uh, September of School Scares next week so uh hope you guys will tune in for that so uh, until next time this is brandon ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams